Hey, I'm Logan. And I'm Alyssa. And this is The Marketer's Cut. Bad Movie Marketing, take nine. That was my slate noise. Uh-huh. Action. <laughs> what, what's your name? Oh, you already said your name. <laughs> Do you not know my name? I live with you. Yeah, I forget it sometimes. Okay. Okay. Um, this week, we are talking about... Two movies. Yes, two super movies. Uh, Yep. We always talk about two super movies. Okay, two superhero movies. Uh, two comic book movies. Let's say that. Thank you. There we go. Um, so we're talking about Wonder Woman 1984, uh, or as most people call it, WW84. Who calls it or that? Or I like to call it Wubba84, um, and Birds of Prey, and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Badass title is what I say to that. I thought they changed it. They we'll we'll get there. They didn't. Okay. They didn't okay. They didn't great. Um, so yeah, it's a fun week. It's a fun week. Let's let's get into the first movie. Let's dive right into that cold pool of Wonder Woman. <laughs> okay. Um, so this is a sequel to the 2017 film Wonder Woman, directed by Patty Jenkins as well. So she's taken on the sequel, directed it. She's also one of the writers along with Jeff Johns and Dave Callahan. Um, the movie stars, so there's a lot of debate about this, I guess, or in my head, confusion, Gal Gadot and or Gal Gadot. Okay. Not sure which one. Mm-hmm. I've heard multiple people that I would normally trust with these things say it different ways. So, Schrodinger's Gal, that's what I say. Um Chris Pine, Kristen Wiig, and Pedro Pascal. Anything you want to add? Nope. Oh, okay, cool. Um, it was distributed by Warner Brothers, which is, you know, the distributor that handles all of the DC Extended Universe films. Um, and it was released on Christmas Day on HBO Max. And in theaters. And in theaters. Uh, that was, it's a fun release because we could just watch it at home on our couch. And on our on our aging bad TV, and not very good if you go to the theater and see it, and then you get coronavirus and you do kill your grandma. That's not good. Not a good time. That's an objectively bad time. Yeah. I would say. <laughs> yeah. Um, Unless you hate your grandma. Who? Well, I mean, I don't, and you don't, but I guess maybe someone out there does. Someone out there probably does. I bet there's some dick grandmas out there. <laughs> thank you for that. Is, that uh, thank you for your input. No problem. Um, so this movie opened to $16 million in theaters, which, uh, yeah, whatever, I guess. But also it set a pandemic high for theater openings, for box office weekend openings. So people thought, mm, my grandma could die for this one. Uh, was it worth it? I'd love to know. Well, we'll get we'll get there mm-hmm. when we talk about the cinema score. Well, we didn't go to kill our grandmas. So I'm wondering if those people who might have killed. Well, I know, the grandma... but we're talking. We're going to talk about cinema score, which like oh, maybe we'll give a little. Not enough. <laughs> not enough. Um, I guess we're there now. Cinema score was a B plus for this movie. Not not great, but I would say good. You know. Yeah, it doesn't compare really to. The Rotten Tomatoes score right now, which is more of a D. Yeah, well, it, or an F. We'll get there. Um, We're already there. 
Not really. <laughs> um, I was just going to add that the first movie, first Wonder Woman, had an A cinema mm-hmm. score, and this one had a B plus. And I also wanted to add that it's based on people going to theaters to see this movie. And like we said, like if you're going to a theater now, you must really be jonesing for some Wonder Woman. For some Jeff Jones's writing in this movie. Jeff Jones's, but yeah. 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 You know, if I went to go see it, it'd be because of Jeff. That's what I'm saying. And this is Jeff with a G-E-O, not even oh, J-E. Oh, yeah. like a G-off, but it's Jeff. Yeah. Mm. I wish it was pronounced G-off really badly. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, but yeah, you mentioned the Rotten Tomato score was really bad. It is. It is a 61% right now, which, um, I mean, I guess it's above 50%, so more people like it than not like it. But... Which, honestly, now that I'm saying that out loud, kind of shocks me. Um... But the way this movie kind of launched, uh, Rotten Tomatoes originally, it originally had an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wait, can I interrupt you? Sure. If I'm taking a test and it's like, well, at least I got 50% of them right, at least I got half of them right, you still fucked up that test, my (laughs) dude. You still really messed it up and you're not getting a good grade. You're getting an F, no matter if you got half or more than half of the questions. I mean, that's true, but that's not always how Rotten Tomatoes works. Okay, well, that's how it works if you're you're taking a test. Now, if you're in, like, farm school and you have, like, you might have a Rotten Tomatoes test about tomatoes being rotten, and, like, that that might be how that Rotten Tomatoes works. Interesting. But not how this Rotten Tomatoes works. Okay, okay. If you're in farm, if we have anybody in farm school listening, and that's in any way accurate, let me know so I can feel really good about myself. Okay. Cool. Um, Okay, so the Rotten Tomatoes release, uh, they unveiled the score. It was an 88%. Um, I remember texting my friend Andrew, and I was like, hey, this is a pretty high score. I'm excited to go to watch this on HBO Max. Um, And then I started seeing stuff on my Twitter about how a lot of critics that, you know, thought they would get a screener for this movie and get to review it early didn't get to. Um... That sounds suspicious. L- little sus, if you ask me. Uh. Okay, so, you know, critics, there are some critics who didn't get screeners, and they're, they're a little upset about it. And then as the movie comes out, and these critics are getting a chance to see it and write their reviews, the Rotten Tomatoes score plummets, down to a 61%. Neil. Yes, it makes that noise. Thank you. And um, it seemed like Warner Brothers... Gave screening screener copies to people who they thought would like the movie. All the DC critic fans. Yeah, like people who they just they trusted to like it, um, based on maybe past reviews or past relationships. Or maybe they gave them money. Maybe I don't even want to go there. I don't even think you need to do that. I think you can just selectively pick who you're giving the review to or who you're giving the copy to. Huh. I feel like if you told me I'd get money to say it's good. Like, I mean, yes. Listen, I still wouldn't do it, but maybe unless I could, like, count them out of the money before, and I say, give me the money now, and I'll give you a good review, and then I give them a zero, and I say, psych. <laughs> I say, psych. Uh, these people paid me to review this, and I'm giving it zero. Thanks for the $400. Would that be enough to buy off a critic? I don't know. I don't know. Um, 
It so would, yeah, it, listen, any anyone listening, it would be for me. Four hundred dollars is enough. Thank you. Yeah, really. If any studio wants to pay us four hundred dollars, we will talk about how perfect the marketing was and how we wouldn't change a thing. Yep. There we go. Um, so uh, I got to get back on track now. Um, it really, yeah, just a, a pretty shady thing, and maybe you could technically call it good marketing because it did get people, maybe sort of like me. To look at the score and say, oh, hey, I want to go see that. That seems cool. Um, even though I didn't think it was an 88% worthy movie after watching it. Yes. So, yeah, that's um, that's the Rotten Tomatoes. What I like to call the Rotten Tomatoes a debacle of, 2020, of, of 1984 of 2020 <laughs> is the nice name for it. Let's move into the quote-unquote real marketing. Um, real quick, I want to talk about the Dairy Queen Cups. It's a cool thing. I feel like we should talk more about just Dairy Queen Cups. Do you have other things to talk about? Well, yeah, we're going to talk about the trailer and the poster. But we order, we used to order way too much Dairy Queen. Um, through like Uber Eats or something like that. And like, I'm telling you way too much Dairy Queen. I blame Melissa because she's always like, but you want Dairy Queen? I think we only got the cups one time. Once or twice. So we got some really cool Dairy Queen Cups. They were kind of awesome. They look like the teaser trailer that's got all the 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 V shaped colorful things. The on what it. shaped? You know the W shaped. You mean? Yeah, I also said W afterwards. Oh, I explained what meant. You just said V. Oh, double V. <laughs> so. You get the cups, and they're really cool, and it's got Wonder Woman on it. We were like, whoa, but it was like kind of after the movie it was supposed to come out, but it didn't come out. Yeah, it seemed like a thing where, you know, they, they got their cups way in advance for the June release of the movie, and then at one point, we're like, we don't know when we're going to be able to use these. Just get them out. Just use them. Get them out of here. We're not, we can't use these later. They could have, but they didn't know that. They had no clue. Idiots. <laughs> I just kissing, just, wait, just kidding, just kidding. Dairy Queen, just kidding, I love you. <laughs> Sorry. I think it's a good example of how the pandemic really affects, like, a lot of the marketing plans for these movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some Warner Brothers as exec who was like, Dairy Queen cups? Hell yeah. I love <laughs> me some Dairy Queen. I think it was me. <laughs> it was <laughs> it's you. It was actually me. Um, but they were super excited for that, and then... Wah, wah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I just wanted to bring that up because uh, I've been waiting months to talk about that because we got those cups months ago. That's true. Yep. Um, so let's talk about the trailer real quick. What did you think of the trailer? It was fine. It's what I say about every trailer we ever watch. I feel like it was fine. It, See, I feel like you don't appreciate the art of trailers sometimes. Some trailers I mean, can be dope as hell. I mean, I tell you when a trailer is good. I thought this one was fine. I mean, no, this one was fine. I agree with that one. <laughs> it was... It showed some cool action parts. There were, like, some kind of funny parts. I really, I liked the first Wonder Woman, and I liked this one set in the 80s, so, like, that was kind of like, whoa, 80s Wonder Woman. And that's it. I just didn't care about it other than that. Yeah, I agree. It was pretty um, pretty standard, pretty run-of-the-mill. Run-of-the-mill, superhero, action. Oh, it's a little funny. Look, she's in a costume. There it yeah. is. And it did kind of show, like, every cool moment of the movie, I think, which is, um... Bummer! Yeah, you know, you're watching the movie, and you're like, oh, I've seen this, and this, and this, and this. 
Wow, they put all the funny parts right in the trailer, huh? Not even funny. All the, the cool badass moments right in the trailer, well, too. Well, exactly. And it's like, why? Again. What about the poster? The teaser trailer with the... <laughs> very cool. Um, the normal trailer. Mm. The poster. Normal poster. Mm. Just kind of... Mm. I got a lot of neon green going on in it. Yeah, and it's got a weird like '80s kind of um, that that a uh, weird CRT TV kind of look to it. I didn't like it. it. I didn't even feel '80s from it. I just felt like an ugly neon. Co- if there were like more ugly neon colors, but I feel like the other colors were mostly regular. And then here's this neon green, and I was like, I just don't like this. Yeah, I feel you. Um, no, I agree. I mean, the teaser poster is really cool. It's something I saw like a lot of buzz about online. It. it looks really dope it'll be really cool on our wall it'd be really cool like on a dairy queen cup yes it would i um, i would it would be really cool uh uh painted on the walls it'd be really cool in like a sock mm-hmm. like yes just a, yes. kind of a cool design for anything tie a tie oh a tie okay we're really rambling um let's get into let's get into our marketing ideas for this movie what do you what do you think so as you know i love to go into these blank Blank minded. So after we seeing all of this, you got to do an 80s take. You yeah. do a big, well, I mean, I have different ideas, but like, how do you bank on this 80s movie? You, well, I have, I mean, I'm thinking about people dressing up in 80s clothing and like, it's a party, but like, we're, we might also watch Wonder Woman or like Wonder Woman might be there. But then I also imagine, like, costumes of superheroes that you would get in the 80s that, like, look really bad, and, like, everyone's wearing them, or, like, some people are wearing them, and it's still a party. Uh, Where is this party? It, I'm imagining it in a very large warehouse. <laughs> There's a lot of neon so lights. So it's sort of like a, like a, hey, we're throwing a Wonder Woman party to, to hype up the movie? Yeah, you have to get exclusive passes. Maybe some of the celebs will be there. They'll also be dressed up in 80s things. Hmm. Um, there will be 80s-themed food. 80s robot will be there from the Muppets. That's a good one. Uh, 80s drinks. There's hairspray spray on demand. There's like a hairspray counter. All right, so here's my counter point to this. Okay. I think the movie is less actual 80s than it is um more like fake 80s like stereotypical stereotypical 80s mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i saw something on twitter because i'm on apple way too much mm-hmm. um about how there's like a record store in the movie and there's a sign on the record store that's like vinyl sold here and in the tweet was like no record store in the 80s would have called them vinyls like their records yeah, that's true. And the movie, like the the mall scene in the movie, like it, I don't know, for some reason the 80s mall is like this thing that's did, showing up in pop culture everywhere now. Did you see, I don't know if you saw during the trailer, uh, there were <laughs> women in like the workout, the colorful workout outfits with like the leotard and yeah, like the in leggings. Yeah, the movie, Kristen Wiig's in that. Well, yeah, but like, no, this is in like the middle of the mall, like on oh. the center and they're like What is this? Okay, so uh, to interrupt my my thing that I was mm-hmm. just saying, um, go around malls across America, set up workout stations in the middle of the mall. You just made that up. You just made that up, but based off of my this idea, I just yeah, said. I know. 
I'm saying I'm interrupting my idea. Like, that's my... Oh, you're changing your idea because my thing I said was... No, but the other thing I think is that instead of throwing an 80s party, throw away what you think is actually 80s but isn't 80s party, you know? What do you mean? So, like, I don't know. What's something that, that feels like it's 80s but isn't? I don't know. Um, I don't know either. Good. Yeah, um, this isn't making any sense. Okay, I got something that feels like it's the 80s, but it isn't. Okay. Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> um, well, that's already the theme of the party, so... So it's sort of this meta thing that only I get and no one else does. Yep. I like it. I don't like it. It's actually a terrible idea. Um. Okay, now I just came up with a new idea because we're talking about these exercises. Uh-huh. I love it. I would love to have that fucking colorful leotard, the leggings, everything, uh, hairband. No, me I'm too. Not, a little sweatband. Mm-hmm. Okay, so imagine actually that promotionally they sell a Wonder Woman workout video. Oh. And, and and Wonder Woman could lead it. Yeah, she's leading the whole thing. She's yeah. leading the whole damn thing. And it's her exercising. And then sometimes maybe she like accidentally fucks something up or like, you know, she goes boom. And it's like, oh, shoot, it just broke that wall on accident. Yeah, Sorry. she kind of like throws her arm out to do like these things. But then and like all just, the people behind just, her blow away. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Just throws them all through the wall behind her. Um, I think that'd be a great time. Yeah. Uh, I'd watch it. I'd even maybe do it. Yeah. I'd even maybe do it for a fun time. Uh, who would buy this or do anything about it? No one. That's true. <laughs> it's actually a bad marketing idea. Okay, so here's another thing, okay? And um, I, I don't want to call it Make-A-Wish Foundation because that is a real foundation that does really good work that I respect. Mm-hmm. So we need to call it something else, like n- not Make-A-Wish Foundation. Uh-huh. Definitively not the Make-A-Wish Foundation you're thinking of, but we're a foundation that will grant your wish and then in like tiny text below say but also take something from you you know so you kind of create like a um a fake foundation to let people make wishes and then just really really fuck with them so these people are normal people who want to wish but will have something taken away now who would sign up who would do this i would well you would what's what is a wish that you would make for the make a wish for the not make a wish foundation, but like still make a wish, but also will secretly take something from you. Well, I don't want anything taken from me. Well, you don't know because you didn't read that tiny text. So make your wish. Well, that'd be terrible. That'd be awful. Make your wish. Oh no. Um. Well, I wish that I had money to buy a house. Okay. So I'd grant it. I'd give you money to buy a house. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then I would take, I would take your car. Say you didn't have a way to get to your house. I'd say, you got to give me that car and steal it from you. That'd and, be terrible. But it gets people talking about the movie. And then you renounce your wish for the house and I give you your car back. I'm going to start crying. No, don't do that on our podcast. Stressing me out. Well, I was going to make a wish, too, and you could also, like, pick your thing you take from me if you want to, like, flip the script. Okay, do it. Okay. My wish is that I wish um, I was actually good at the video game Overwatch. Okay, and I'm um, going to take away your Xbox. I don't have an Xbox. Or your PlayStation 5. Oh, uh, that, that's a good one. You see, I'm like, oh, I'm finally good at this game. And then you take away my only way to play it. Yeah. Perfect. 
No. <laughs> um, it gets me talking about the movie. And then you like want to know how to get your PlayStation back? Go see Wonder Woman. 1984. And then I'm like, I can't watch it, though, because my PlayStation was how I watched more. <laughs> was how I was going to watch it. You took that away from me. Interesting. So if you were to go see the movie, then I would give you back your stuff? Yes. So you'd be still be good at Overwatch and you'd get your thing back? Well, no, my skills would be taken away. So you'd be re- renouncing your wish if you went yeah. to. Okay. All right. Um, let's talk about our next movie. A little drum roll. Probably sounded amazing on the mic. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, it's Birds of Prey um, and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. It's so nice you did a drum roll for that because it's not like we knew that that's what it was going to be from the beginning anyway. So I'm really glad you did that dramatic drum roll so we knew what... It was going to be. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for being really glad about that. Um, so I did just say the long, long ass title for this movie. And um, let's talk about that real quick uh, before we go into like the director and stuff like that. So this movie is called Birds of Prey and all the stuff is said after it. It okay. still is called that. The okay. title was never changed. There was a logistical change when the movie came out. Uh, like after the first week it came out. Where I guess Warner Brothers was like telling theaters, like, hey, you guys can just list it as Birds of Prey. Don't worry about listing it as this whole thing because it's so long. Yeah. So it's like hard to put on marquees. It's hard to to fit on some websites where you buy tickets and stuff. It's hard to fit on the the signs in theaters and everything, the digital signs. Mm-hmm. So they just changed it there to Birds of Prey. But the t- title of the movie never officially changed. Okay. Um. Still an interesting thing, though, because, I mean, yeah, you can decide this is a cool title, but then you have to realize how hard it is to maybe display that <laughs> title in theaters and everything. Yeah, other than on a poster. Mm-hmm. Um, so this movie was directed by Kathy Yan, uh, written by Christina Hodson, starring Margot Robbie, uh, Journey Smollett-Bell, um, Ewan McGregor, my boy Obi-Wan. Uh, don't cringe at me saying my boy Obi-Wan. <laughs> No, I just thought of a, the idea I was going to say for the last movie, and now we're on the new movie. Do you we... wanna, is it good enough to throw it in there right now? Like, I'm not going to, like, edit it. I'm not going to move around. Is it good enough to throw it in here right now? I'm, I'm interrupting the whole say thing. It. Say it right now. Okay, so <laughs> the evil man comes out, and do you know what's really great in the wish? What? His bitch Grogu. Oh, okay. <laughs> to clarify, the evil man is Pedro Pascal, who plays the Mandalorian. And uh, so Grogu was in Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah, and so, and you know what he does? He does a little thing where he closes his eyes and he reaches out his hand to use the fourth, and that's how he grants people wishes and takes their things away. I was thinking, but he is also dressed in the athletic wear of the 80s. <laughs> Grogu is. Grogu is? <laughs> so we're talking about Grogu in, okay. No, that was worth throwing in right here. I think so, too. So can we, can we continue? Yeah, sorry. Okay. Um, this movie is also distributed by Warner Bros. Um, it opened on February 7th, 2020, about a month and a half before theaters closed mm-hmm. um, due to the pandemic. It was made on a budget of around 80 to $100 million. Its opening weekend was $33 million, um, which 
isn't amazing for a DC superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Does not sound good. But for a rated R Mark, uh, rated R Harley Quinn movie, I don't actually think it's bad at all. Um, the movie ended up making two hundred and one million worldwide. Bingo. Um, apparently, that still comes in under its break-even point. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if physical sales help get it to like a, make it a profitable movie and stuff. Um, I don't even know if this movie's been greenlit for a sequel yet. Um, I really hope it is because it's fantastic. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of like controversy, not controversy, but a lot of discussion when it came out. People saying, like, oh, they're making terrible movies, the worst movie of the year. There were articles talking about how it was so disappointing to only make $33 million at the box office. And I remember those being compared with other articles from past movies that were like, oh, this movie is such a success when it made like the same amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of stuff going on with that. But anyways, I uh, guess what the Rotten Tomato score was for critics. Um, I'm going to transfer for critics. Yeah. I'm going to transfer the number from your computer to my brain right now. And I think it's 73 78%. Oh, wow. Now, you want to guess what it is for the audience? Uh, well, it seems like they didn't like it that much. Uh, so I'm going to guess 50. Nope, 78. Oh. Same thing. They're both the same score. Interesting. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think a lot of people actually enjoyed this movie. There was just a rare, really loud vocal minority. Do you, want me, to, like, do you want me to do that impression for you? Yes, please. Hey, this movie sucks. How do you feel about women? Women suck. <laughs> Good impression. Thank you. Um, that's an interview we had there with a hater of Birds of Prey. Um, <laughs> so it was released digitally on premium video on demand on March 24th um, due to theater closures. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think we watched it that way. I think we waited for it to be like rentable. Mm-hmm. But there was a way to, to buy it um, for $20 uh, in March. Um which is pretty cool. And like Warner Brothers is pretty uh, proactive with all this. They did the same thing with The Way Back, which came out around the same time. They also mm-hmm. put it on premium VOD. Um, yeah, so let's hop into the real marketing of this. Uh, first, I want to say that a trade paperback anthology series of stories based on the movie, so like a graphic novel comic type thing, um, was released in November 2019, which I kind of want to own. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it sounds really cool. Um, I wish I had it. I don't. Um, another thing which you're going to like, because it really kind of falls in line with a lot of your ideas, I think, for like every episode that we've ever had. I'm listening. Is that there was a three-day pop-up event at the Hollywood and Highland Center. Um, you want to guess what it was called? Uh, no. What's the, na- what's the main character's name? Harley Quinn. Where does this take place? Hollywood. Harleywood. Oh. Oh, it's correct. Okay, what happened here? Um, so, like, all the cast was there on launch day. I don't know who was able to come to this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I had all the cast there on launch day. And then it was a three-day-long thing. Um, so, like, artists who contributed to the soundtrack appeared across, like, the three-day period. Um, Doja Cat performed there. Ooh. And everything. Yeah, like, Doja Cat. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So it seems like a pretty cool thing, and the, really, I just wanted to say it because the name is the coolest thing ever. Mm. Harleywood. Oh, yeah. Harleywood yeah. is amazing. Um, so let's jump into the trailers. What did you think? About the trailers, they were kind of cool. Uh, I honestly don't think 
I mean, I think I like the movie more than I like the trailers. I think the trailers didn't sell it to me good enough. I remember not being a fan of the trailers, but also I wasn't a fan of Suicide Squad. And you kind of have to remember this movie is like a direct follow-up to Suicide yeah. Squad because that's where we last saw Harley Quinn. Um, so I was kind of like, oh man, more of that. And Aww. I did not expect it to be so like new and different. Oh, dig. Man, gotta watch this. Yeah, I remember you going to the theater and watching it to see it and you're like, oh man. And then you came out and you were like, oh, this is the best movie I've ever seen. Is that how I sound? Yep, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Um, no, I agree, though. The trailer was, I mean, it looks cool, but it shows a lot of the style that the movie had, mm-hmm. which um, I guess it's just something I didn't think the movie would be able to pull off because the Suicide Squad trailer also showed like a wild amount of style, but it didn't feel like it was there in the movie at all. That's a good point. So I kind of didn't have hope for it, but it, it was actually able to pull off what it was going for. Which is why I loved it so much. Um, I want to say something too. So you know, we talked about Tenet a, a couple weeks ago, and the IMAX um, like prologue for Tenet played in front of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like a cool thing in theaters. You know, like Warner Brothers trying to to use their other movies to get like people to come see Tenet and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, and I don't remember this, but it may be because I was avoiding trailers at the time, but. The first teaser for this movie appeared in September 2019 before showings of It Chapter 2. And it featured Quinn saying she's over clowns, quote unquote, over clowns, and popping a red balloon. I do remember seeing that, I think, or something like it. Uh, I think we were kind of late to the movie because our apartment gate was stuck. That was... Do you remember that? Yeah. So I... I could be wrong. I may or may not have seen it, but you were going to the bathroom the whole time before the movie started. Like, you walked in as it, oh, too, true. started. But so, I still think it's a really cool thing. Like It's very cool. Both, like, a reference to the Joker and the Pennywise. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's a really cool thing, I think. Um, the posters for this movie, uh, we can talk about those really quickly. I think they look really cool. They have a, a really cool, like, graphic art kind of style. Um, what do you think? I agree. They're very colorful. And then now that you talk about it, I keep thinking about comparing, because I read and watched Scott Pilgrim versus the World, and I'm comparing like how they did that movie, and it was very graphic novel-esque. Uh, and you're like, wow, I can't believe they just put this book into a movie. And I kind of am getting this from this. It's like it is very graphic novel-esque. So I would go as far as to say... This movie is the best comic book movie ever made. I think there have been comic book adaptations that become something that is not a comic book movie, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say, like, this and End of the Spider-Verse both, like, embrace um, the art of comics. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. And they're both, like, really cool in that aspect. I agree. Um, cool. So let's talk about our cool, fun, great interesting marketing ideas now okay well i went first last time so you have to go first oh <laughs> all right so this one um i know the trailer is like me and the joker broke up but i want the movie to be even more clear i want it to be like me and suicide squad broke up like we are so far removed from suicide squad at this point um I mean, maybe it was sort of clear because it was very different Harley Quinn that you see in this movie and even in the trailer than mm-hmm. you do in Suicide Squad. But I almost wanted it to be explicitly in the trailer. Like, hey, didn't like Suicide Squad? 
give this one a shot. Because you don't really see movies dunking on their other movies a lot in trailers. And I think it's a bold move. I agree. I also think that that would have been a really bold move. That would have been pretty cool. Yeah, and I think one of the only characters you can maybe do something like that with is Deadpool. But I also think you could do it with Harley Quinn. I think she has the sort of snark required mm-hmm. to like put something like that in a trailer for people to not take it too seriously. Yeah, yeah, I um, agree. Maybe the director of Suicide Squad wouldn't have been a fan. Well, he made a bad movie, so. <laughs> oh, David Ayer's listening to that one. Yep, definitely listen to this <laughs> podcast. Um, yeah, no, uh, our, we only have like 12 listeners every week, but I'm positive all 12 of them, excluding Alyssa's mom, are working <laughs> directors in, in Hollywood right now. So, um, cool. Well, I think that's my idea. What's your idea? So we all know and love the Harley Quinn Halloween bitches. Uh, and so I, maybe it's already made, listen. But I think we should, number one, burn all of the sexualized costumes of her. Mm-hmm. Don't love that. Um, but I just keep, my first idea when we talked about this podcast was, you have a hair kit, uh, and it like temporary colors your hair, mm-hmm. the Harley Quinn colors. And I don't know, maybe it comes with like cool Harley Quinn scrunchies too. Ooh. Like what a good time. And so you don't have to buy two different things, like two different hair chalks to put in your hair for Halloween. You buy this whole kit. It's got the hair accessories. It's got the hair color. It's only temporary because you got to go back to your nine to five job on Monday. Can I add something on to this? Well, I don't think it's going to be good, but I would like to hear it. Well, in a tie-in with our King of Staten Island episode, I would also like a do-it-yourself tattoo kit to come with that listen she does give herself a tattoo in this movie i think Ooh. okay well i don't think it i think it'd be like uh ooh, something that'd be kind of cool and like fun but like stupid it's like a grow your own hyena and it's like one of those little water things you just put in water um, does it get as big as the hyena in the movie uh probably not it would actually be really 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 cool if it did i prefer if actually it was a very very small stuffed animal that you need water to expand um, I like this idea. Okay. okay, look, you you sell Harley Quinn birds of prey dog treats. Okay. Um, they're big because you know you gotta only only big dogs can eat them. They're shaped like human limbs. Ooh, like that's kind of fun. Yeah, and like they're really graphic, you know. And then you just give your dog human limbs. Now maybe your dog will develop a taste for human limbs. Well, we wouldn't put human Well, not actually human in it, but they'll see what they look like. And they're like, man, this looks a lot no, like my owner's arm. probably not. Probably <laughs> not. Know? Probably not that. You never know. I do know. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, uh, that, I think your idea was good, and then you got to the bad area, and then you kept... Okay, let's go back. What should we call them? So I think Hyena Snacks. Like, that's a good name, I think, right? Well, does her hyena have a name? Um, is it Bruce? Ooh, it, it might have been Bruce or Wayne or something like that. Yeah. I don't think it was Wayne. I think it might have been Bruce. If it's not Bruce, or if it is Bruce, why did she name her hyena after Batman? I don't, I don't ask these questions. I think it actually just really pissed Batman off. Yeah, maybe. Um, but you could call him uh, Bruce the Hyena's uh, uh, human snacks. <laughs> okay. Um... Wow, I like that. Human flesh snacks. Well, don't say flesh in there. <laughs> okay. I don't like I don't like that part. Um interesting. Do you have any other ideas? 
I don't know. I do love kind of her cross-marketing with other things, but I don't know if I have any ideas unless we were to do, like, the whole Deadpool situation where Deadpool is on the cover of all these other movies. Oh, so you think Warner Brothers should have done that where they throw, like, Harley Quinn on the cover of a bunch of other movies to, to hype up the new... Yeah, but maybe, like, the DC movies. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ooh. all the DC movies and, like, Harley Quinn's back there. She's, like, trying to mess something up and, like, they're getting mad that she's trying to mess it up. I think that could be kind of fun. I like it. Thank you. <laughs> um... Well, I think we're running close to time now, so I think we should uh, wrap it up like like a present, because that's what this episode was to all of you, our lovely listeners. Wow. Bold. <laughs> um, cool. So find us on Twitter, at Instagram. Um, wait, I said that <laughs> wrong. <laughs> find us on Twitter and Instagram at Marketers Cut. Find the podcast anywhere you can find podcasts or on YouTube. Learn more at marketerscut.com. I want to thank Jacob Wall for his art. You can find more of his work on Instagram at, at Jacob, Jacob Art Wall. At Jacob Art Wall, yes. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Next week, we don't know what we're doing. I think we're going to take a suggestion from my good friend and freshman roommate, Parker, um, and do some Coen Brothers movies. So if we do that, we will almost definitely include Big Lebowski. Thank you, Parker Randall Bullock, for this suggestion. <laughs> is that his middle name? I'm just assuming. I think his little brother's name is Randall. It is. So I doubt his middle name is Randall. <laughs> we don't know these things, you people. I, if I knew his social security number, I wouldn't don't, tell you. you. I wouldn't tell you. Okay, well, we're wrapping it up now. Um, you want to do your little mic thing, whatever, your weird noise you have to end every episode with now? I don't have a weird noise I end every episode with now, bitch. Um... I have, well, this episode I already started doing it, so I'm going to do some others. I'm going to start recording things for soundboards and maybe even movies. I don't know, because I did, you know, that, well, the the noise where it went down. Now I'm going to test out some other ones I'm just going to think of on a fly. This is an airplane. Neo. Um, that was very similar to the... Well... To the falling noise. I was earlier. thinking that earlier. I was like, how did I make it not this? Um, the other one was an airplane dying. This one's just an airplane passing me okay. straight through. I need more. Come on. Um, <laughs> um, this one's a, a theme, a car's theme one. You can use this for your new Tesla horn sound. Uh, ka-chow. Um. <laughs> okay, I just want you to throw out noises, and then I'll fade up music as you're doing your noises. Um, Um... Oh man, I'm on the spot. This is the noise of a plant. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is uh, thunder. See you guys. Bye. Uh, this is a pig. Uh, this is uh, a bear. Roar! <laughs> a bear dinosaur. Okay, I'm stopping this now. <laughs>